Monday, April 6th, and we're still quarantined. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. I'm just going to say that till we're not. <laughs> How about that? Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise and I'm joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, you're on your back porch, day 21, drinking wine. Drinking wine on my back porch, fully quarantined. How about you? I am 98% quarantined. I have children coming in and out of my house, just my children. (laughs) Not every child? I feel like the days are moving really fast, but the time is like weirdly slow. My day, like what's really interesting is I'm, we both, you and I are still working, which is not interesting. It's also, it's it's lucky. I think um, a lot of people have, uh, are not. Um, but one of the good things about, well, one of the only good things about this current situation is I'm, is that at least for me, I'm able to meet a lot of interesting restaurant folks who normally I meet maybe once a week or once every other week when you and I go out to do these interviews. Now I'm talking to two or three people a day, learning their stories and how they're keeping their restaurants afloat during these times. People get more and more creative, which I love. Like, like for instance, we talked to Beth Dixon. Yes. And they- The bar manager at Perch. Yeah, she did the virtual dinner. A virtual dinner with Michael Desma and Andy Janis from Potter's, which is like right outside of Charlottesville. I'm going to say it. It's one of my favorite cideries in Virginia. Uh, they have this incredible farmhouse drive that I really, really love. It's also crazy high ABV, so you only need like one and a half, and then you're good to go. But they did a um, virtual three-course meal. That's right. A couple of lives and people talking about the cider and fun little things. Yeah. And right before that dinner, you spoke to Beth about the plan for that virtual dinner and just what she's doing these days to uh, keep the restaurant going. I'm here at least like 40 hours a week and then I work from home some as well, just like doing online stuff. And I do a lot for the website here and uh as we've adapted into a new business model, my role has changed a lot as well, because obviously not really managing a bar every day, so. So what have you guys done to adapt to this? Because you all have how many seats? Uh, depending on how you arrange things and if the, the lanai or the patio is open and then we have the lunch counter and then the private dining room, we have somewhere between like 140 to 160 seats, just kind of depending on how you arrange it on any given day. So how do you go from an 160 seat restaurant to all delivery and to go? Um, It was really hard, but we had started on Friday. Let's see, everything shut down was at like March, I don't know, was it like 15th or? All the days are a blur. Everything's going on there. It was a year ago that everything shut down. Last year, when everything <laughs> shut down. <laughs> uh, humor is the only thing keeping me going through this. I guess it was March 16th was when like everyone really shut down. That was the Monday. That Friday and Saturday before, Mike was like, we got to start doing to-go packages. So we did. Um, we made up these two pla- uh, packages to go for Friday, Saturday, Sunday night you know, before everyone had like shut down, shut down. Um, 
and there's like a silver and a platinum. So like one's like a $50 package and you get a choice starter, entree, dessert, like a cheaper bottle of wine. And then the platinum one, you get better options. There's like steak and then a nicer bottle of wine. Um, so we had started to do those a couple of days before we shut down. And then uh, we just had to like flip into all sorts of different stuff. We had to expand. Like we weren't just going to do those packages. So we've been doing like a grab and go menu and a take and bake. And then Mike had this brilliant idea to do these big drops to like local neighborhoods. So we're putting together family style packages and wine and dinner pairings uh, for like Halsley and Tarrington and I'm trying to get into Brander Mill and like all these big neighborhoods and we'll come and deliver a big drop for multi-families. And uh, yeah, just every day is a new adventure and trying to be creative and making sure that we're advertising all the options we have and we're doing, we were doing one to eight and then we started doing 12 to eight. So we're open 12 to eight every day. How are your employees? Like what is going on with them? Uh, generally everyone's in really good spirits. I think most of them are really happy to be working because it's keeping them from sitting at home. Um, if no one has like expressed, um, a lot of concern about coming to work or anything, we're taking, of course, a ton of precautions. You know, I get here and I wipe down my computer, I wipe down my phone, I wipe down my keys, they spray my purse, like, um, and then I have been bringing puzzles in. So like in the downtime, they've been doing puzzles and that's been really fun and relaxing for everybody. So. So what is going on that we can get involved in as the dining public? Because we still have to eat um, that you guys would help you guys as a restaurant. I think just like continuing to get takeout as much as possible. I think doing um, the virtual dinner, which I know you're gonna ask me about in a minute anyways. Doing these virtual dinners is gonna be awesome. I think it's a good way for people to socialize. I did a happy hour with a bunch of like USPG and bartender people with Boris from uh, Dickel. And we just got trashed on the internet together and it was really fun and it was exactly what I needed. And it was the first hangover I've had in a really long time, but it was fun. And you didn't have to drive, which I hope maybe these virtual happy hours like kind of continue after this is over. I mean, not all the way, but you understand. Like maybe you go out and get two drinks and then you come home and you reach out to you. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, gift cards are great, but I like, I worry about that. I don't know. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but I feel like gift cards is like a tricky place because then when you reopen, like all these people are going to just come spend their gift cards and it's deferred payment so I mean they're great and I like continue to push them but I think having a continuing source of revenue when we're like I don't have an exact number but we were able to keep like 80% of our staff so we'd like very few layoffs um, and we pretty much have everyone basically on like a salary right now and that's what doing takeout is is making so we can keep our staff I, I, gift cards are funny for me and I might, I might be the best gift card buyer and I'm just going to toot my own horn here because I forget that I have them. So yeah. like, I'll buy one and then I'll, it'll just be, it's just essentially money to you guys because I don't even know where they go. They go into some gift card hole in my house that we never can find them. Seriously, I'm relatively certain that we, and we bought some and I don't, I think they're mostly online right now, but like I have, I've had one for Lemaire for I can't even tell you how long. I don't know where it is. 
you might be able to get them to look it up for you. Maybe not right now, but, or maybe right now is like the best time because they have like not as much stuff going on. They'll have time to research where your gift card went. No, I just like knowing that I could eat there. Like, I, like I feel like that's the background in my head. It's like, I could go. So virtual dinner, let's talk about what that entails. Okay, so Andy Hanna is a very dear friend of mine who we've known each other for, I think it's been like 15 years. Um, but he's a cider maker at Potter's Cider. And he came at me with this idea that he wanted to do a virtual dinner. And I thought it was brilliant. So it's a package deal for two people. So it doesn't have to be your significant other. It could be your roommate or, you know, whoever else you're stuck at home with, essentially. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about three courses, three ciders. One of them is like the 750 milliliters. So you can like drink that the whole dinner and then taste the other fun ones while you're, you know, cruising into the rest of the dinner. So will I, the prospective virtual diner, get access to talk to you, Mike and Andy? Yes. So we're definitely doing Mike and Andy on Instagram live. I think I'm going to also have a Zoom so that... Um, the people that bought tickets, they'll like have a little bit more interaction, but we're going to do the whole thing live on our feed. So I think it'll be a way for everyone to kind of see how this is going to operate. And, you know, I think like a lot of restaurants maybe can like sort of take this idea and, and run with it. And uh, I'm happy for us, I think, to be the first one in Richmond to do this. So it's going to be a great way for us to all continue to maybe have a little revenue, pay the electricity bill you know pay for the water and you know that's what it's 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 not about making money it's about just sustaining right now being able to eat with a bunch of people you do or do not know being able to talk about the ciders and the foods and how they go together um from the comfort of your own home yeah <laughs> i mean you can come in your pajamas it'll be fun you know you can like unbutton and like be comfortable and no one's gonna know so dude I can't wait for the virtual dinner. I know, I'm excited. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate you taking, I know you guys are busy, so I appreciate you taking your time to chat with Thank me you. today. Thanks for reaching out. I'm always happy to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Did you take part in the virtual dinner? I did not. Um, it was a little later than Ryan likes to be awake for dinner. Yeah, so there's a there's a part of that interview that I, he told me to cut out. <laughs> uh, give the folks a little bit of a taste of what you asked me to cut out. Do you remember? We're, we're talking about Ryan doing his drink you and were dancing. About, no, no, no. You were talking about why these virtual dinners are perfect for someone like Ryan. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's because he can leave <laughs> when he wants to. <laughs> when he wants to, that's right. He calls sometimes, and I don't disagree with them. Like the seven or eight course dinners, they do get lengthy. Yeah. Or sure. then, then maybe some people would like, and so he says it's being held hostage. Okay. I hear from other people who went to the virtual dinner that it was great. Did you hear what happened to Trey Owens over at Soul Taco? No, how is Trey? He's doing well. I spoke to him last week as well. He's been on quarantine since early March. He went out in the first week of March before, I mean, obviously coronavirus was in the country and, and obviously was in Virginia too, but before the restaurant shut down, he went out to eat in early March and got really sick from food poisoning. So bad, he went to the hospital and was there. And while he was in the hospital is when everything started to shut down and he 
put himself on like a two or three week quarantine when he got home from the hospital. Still running his restaurants, but from home. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How's it going at Sell Taco? He's selling toilet paper from the restaurant. You know, they get it in bulk. It's very smart. I hear of a lot of places that are just adding a roll in because people are so worried about it. He also had some inspirational words for us as a community. So let's hear from Trey. So obviously we've been interviewing a lot of people in the same boat as you, but everybody has their own story. So I want to hear the Soul Taco story. Um, when did you first like realize this was going to be a thing for you? At what point in the news cycle? Um, well, <laughs> funny story. Um, I was actually in the hospital with food poisoning. That doesn't sound um, funny at all. <laughs> um, I went out to eat. I bought a new car uh, because my car is just, it, it's a 97 Toyota Avalon. So I went and bought a new car and then I went out to eat to treat myself. Don't tell us where. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then that night, uh, which was Wednesday, I believe it was the 4th, um, I ended up getting like really like super sick, super sick over the night. And then that Thursday morning, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I had to call an ambulance and they took me to the hospital. Um, but when I got there, like the hospital was pretty much going on. Like they were on high alert, um, but nothing was really happening as far as the um, COVID-19. They were just kind of talking about it. Um, then, then they admitted me into the hospital uh, and I spent a week there. It was Shigella. I don't even know what that um, is. Which is a bacteria that is food, that is, um, it comes from not washing your hands, the irony, right? Um, so, um, uh, being in there and being as super sick as I was, and then it, it was all over TV. Everybody was talking about COVID-19. Uh, and then, like, contractors started to come in and put up new uh, hand sanitizer dispensers. And I was just like, what is going on? Um, so it, I was kind of, like, out the game. It was a Richmond Black Restaurant Experience, which is, like, our busiest week out of the year. Um, and thank God it happened when it did, because right at the end of it, um, which was what like Saturday, Sunday is when it really started to get like crazy. Um, and then once I got out of the hospital, you know, having been in there for a whole week and taking medicines, the Shigella had actually um, infected my stomach, colon, Gosh. and my pain, and my pancreas, I believe it was, yes. Um, so crazy, craziness. So after coming um, out of the hospital from that, I'm still kind of like susceptible to, you know, the COVID-19 and everything that's happening. So it's just, it, 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 it I mean, everything just kind of snowballed for me personally. Um, but the restaurants were still running. I'm still calling from the hospital to talk to everybody, see how everything's going. Um, and then uh, I get to come home and it's, probably like three days and then it's just like you know restrictions you can't really go out like you you, you want to it's spreading new york is becoming an epicenter and i'm i just i didn't even know what to do i still don't know what's <laughs> what's happening is it's i've gone from a proactive kind of you know standing you know to just being reactive to just figuring out what's the next thing that's happening so let's pause for a second. How are you doing physically right now? 
Physically, I am uh, I am okay. <laughs> I am self-quarantined here in my house. Um, so I've been trying to, to do all things Soul Taco while staying here in the house and not trying to, you know, get myself sick or anybody else. And how long have you been self-quarantined? I have been on self-quarantine for essentially since I got back from the hospital, which was the ninth. Um, but the first part of it was just me trying to, you know, heal and, and get better. Uh, but then, you know, just being out and about, I just, I didn't think it was a good idea. So I needed to just stay in here to get, you know, fully better before I can actually go out and, and face this. How are you doing emotionally? Uh, emotionally, I don't know. I don't know. My mother is a nurse at St. Mary's. Um, and just hearing that she may have been exposed to it is, is a lot. Um, and my dad, who just retired this year, is at home with her, uh, and he has some health issues. So it, 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 is, it is a lot. It is a lot. A lot. When you say she may have been exposed, is that like a, a specific exposure or just, or just because she's a nurse at the hospital? Well, there was a, a, a scare, um, but I'm happy to report as of this morning, I actually found out that her test is negative. Um, so she did not test positive for COVID-19. So I think we're in the clear right now, but she is working at the hospital consequently. <laughs> they gave her a test results and now she's working. And you're back. Um, right. so let's talk about Soul Taco a little bit. You guys have two locations in the city. It's been, you, you know, like 75 to 80% of our customer base is just kind of like dried up. Everybody's staying home and rightfully they should be. Um, but it's just been kind of difficult, uh, trying to you know i want to get people working i want to have my staff working um but it's 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 a a huge juggling act um and i i don't know if you can tell but i really don't know i don't <laughs> you know it's it's you guys were put in a really tough spot because you're responsible for not only this fa this restaurant family that you've created around soul taco but also your customers and your right. personal health so Let's talk about some of those decisions you had to make in the last few days. Um, like at my East Main location, 1215 East Main, um, we have turned the dining room into a market of sorts. Um, so in the restaurant, you know, a lot of times you have to kind of stockpile things. So we've had toilet paper. We've had some of, some of those things, the essential items that are running out in, groceries, in the grocery stores. We're selling directly to our customers now. Um, so you can go over there and you get some, a lot of the fresh produce that we use because everything we use is fresh, no freezers, no microwaves, never had it. We're also doing uh, meals to go. Uh, so it's meals that we are cooking in the restaurant. You can take home and just warm up and eat just like that. Uh, we are doing like a digital happy hour with a bartender who is working with um, Uncle Nearest. So we're making um, cocktails that you can make from home because I don't know if you know, but ABC has seen like 64% jump. That's so, you know, everybody. <laughs> I'm responsible for some of that, I think. <laughs> right. That's, that's what everybody's doing to cope. So, um, so there's a lot of things that we are doing to still get our customers engaged. Um, it's just kind of figure out, figuring out what works, what people like, and then doing more of that. So we're just really just staying open and doing whatever. Obviously, we don't really know. Yesterday, the governor, we're, we are recording this, this conversation on Tuesday, just so people know. On Tuesday, the, I don't even know what day it is, 31st. Okay. Yesterday, Monday the 30th, the governor put a stay in order until June 10th. When you mm -hmm. heard that date, June 10th, what was going through your mind? Uh, <laughs> at first, 
Um, so I didn't, I watched the governor when he announced everything, stay in put. And then um, some people were like, we're supposed to be in the house until June the 10th. And when I saw June the 10th, I was like, there's no way. There's no way it's till June the 10th. Uh, and then once I found out that it was until June the 10th, I was like, okay, if this is what we got to do, we got to do it. I have pretty much watched until the end of Netflix. <laughs> what do you recommend? So, I'm sorry? What do you recommend? Um, I just finished a series called Ragnarok, and I'm excited to go to the third uh, season of Ozark. I'm oh, yeah, super. I started that this week, the third season. I had forgotten what happened in the first two, though. I have to go back and watch those. It's been so long, I feel like. Right. I know. That's the problem. You binge something when it comes out one day you, and you've watched it by the third day and you got to wait like 360 some odd days for it. So Ragnarok and Ozark, what else? Give us two more. Oh, um, I watched the, what is the special? Self-made um, on um, uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Okay. I watched that and I loved it. Absolutely loved that. And then um, A Letter for the King. A final message for your customers, for the people of Richmond. Uh, what do you want them to know about Soul Taco right now? Um, Soul Taco is not giving up. Uh, I don't want you all to give up. Uh, we're going to keep doing it as long as we can do it. Um, we have to have to get past this thing. Um, we got to wash our hands, wear our gloves, face masks. We have to comply with everything uh, that the governor is saying, you know, stay in, make sure you're washing your hands and everything. Soul Taco will definitely be doing that. Um, so I just want to tell everybody to remain as positive as possible. Um, when you get tired of eating the food in your house, you can order from Soul Taco. We will be there. <laughs> um, and uh, I am a Richmonder through and through. I'm born and raised right here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, it will take an act of Congress or several to get rid of me. <laughs> but um, so I just want everybody to stay as positive as possible. Um, just, you know, follow everything that you get from the CDC, from the governor, make sure we're doing it. Make sure you're not going out to the river and being next door, right next to people. Um, and yeah, when you're, when you're hungry, come see us. Thank you very much for your time. No, thank you. This was fun. Hope you feel better and hope your mom's continues to be healthy. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. She's at St. Mary's. Beautiful. Hey, hey mom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I talked to Andrew over at Reginald, and this is something interesting that I just learned. You guys grew up together? Andrew Brooker and I, yeah. Uh, his younger brother and I were contemporaries in the West End in the, in the 80s and early 90s. He was an older brother, you know, like he was the kind of guy that you like was driving before us and was cooler before us and listened to the music before we did. He was the guy that passed it down to us. So now he's passing peanut butter down to us. Wait, he passed that horrible fish obsession you have to you? No, uh, that wasn't him. Although Thank I think God. I did a concert with his brother. I think, I think Glenn and I went to a couple of fish concerts together, but I, I, don't, I don't remember Andrew being there, but. And do, but did he, like when you knew him when he was young, was he in? big nut guy um to be quite honest i don't remember his well i can tell you right now everything that's in his peanut butter is virginia yeah it's very cool you should hear it it's very um did you have you did you listen to the interview i did it's, i think it aired on channel six on sunday he's i think he's sold out of all of his kits now is that right yeah beautiful let's listen to andrew and ruby talking about nuts 
We make uh, all natural, preservative free, all except one product, salt free, peanut and cashew butters. Oh, yum. And how long have you guys been making peanut and cashew butters? Uh, a little over nine years. And how is this whole, everybody keeps calling it this unprecedented time, but how is this affecting you guys as a retail product? Well, first off, we're a very small business and, uh, you know, we don't have a whole lot of margin in what we do. We produce everything uh, really except growing the peanut. We uh, get peanuts from Southeast Virginia. We roast and produce and ship in-house. Uh, it's been a struggle just like everyone you know the the farmers markets are basically closed down which we could get out in public and, and sample and sell our goods but you know most of our retail business has come to a grinding halt uh, it's been difficult and uh, excessively challenging to get any type of uh, orders or reorders and you know I understand we're a uh, kind of specialty product but um, you know people still do love peanut and cashew butter so what avenues are you all taking to, I don't know, to adapt to not being able to be in farmer's markets? So fortunately, uh, you know, I can run my shop with one other person. So it's me and, 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 and one other person. Uh, we can produce and package and ship everything safely. You know, we're following all proper protocol. And basically, we're trying to do everything we can on social media to get the word out um, that you can still get our products. We still ship around the country. Uh, we have flat rate shipping and free shipping over $50. But we're trying very, very hard in the Richmond uh, metro area and even surrounding areas to offer free, safe home delivery uh, from our shop to your doorstep. You can uh, go to our website and uh, there's a form you fill out. You let us know what you want. Uh, I write you an email back, tell you how you can pay, and then we deliver it contact free to your uh, front doorstep. So if I like really was out of my cashew butter, which by the way, I'm been barely close, I could just pop online and you would deliver it to me? We would deliver it to your doorstep. Now we, we have a $15 minimum delivery order, uh, but aside from that, there's no extra fees or charges. There's no delivery fees. Uh, we will, uh, as soon as we get your, your uh, order requests, we, uh, or I write you back, uh, tell you how much it costs give you payment options and then once it's paid uh, we pack it up and I'm, I've been the one delivering you know all around uh, in and around the Richmond area. So can I buy if if delivery is not an option for me or something similar like that are there retail spaces that I can get a hold of your? Well locally uh, we are in stores like Elwood Thompson, Libby Market, uh, Wegmans in their specialty food or in their um, all-natural section uh, those are the main stores in and around Richmond. Um, you know, you can always order delivery online, but in terms of actually going into a physical store, those are your best bets. Awesome. Andrew, I really appreciate your time today. I uh, thank you very much for having me. And uh, again, the most important message is for everyone to stay safe and if at all possible, stay home and let's all get through this. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. You stay safe. You stay home. Um, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Peanut butter, peanut butter is not the only healthy food you can eat these days, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> you talked to Sadia. Sadia Yasmin from Sadia's Juice Box in Richmond on 2nd Street. Have you been there before? Uh, yeah. Had a painkiller shot. 
we talked about those juice shots and um you know she kind of made me a little bit mad actually during this interview yeah got a little perturbed she why was, well we had this conversation it was a great conversation and then i was telling her how poorly i've been eating uh while on quarantine i'm not really on quarantine but whilst at home here self-isolation uh, yeah, yeah yeah and she was telling me how easy it is to eat healthy and how easy it is to do all this. And I was just like, I, can, I don't want to hear it. I put my hand up. See that? I was like, I don't want to hear this. I bet it's easier when you run a health foods restaurant. Yeah. Well, her point was like, if you just like make it a, well, you can go to the interview and you'll get her point. <laughs> Good morning, Scott. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? Um, hanging in there, <laughs> I would say. What does that mean these days? I always tell people we're in the business of immunity and community. Um, and in a time like this, when everybody is scrambling to take care of their health, we consider ourselves to be very essential, not only to our staff, but to our community. I'm in this tough spot of, you know, saying, hey, come support me, but also be safe. Um, and then also this pressure as a small business of being open, making sure my team has their bare essentials to pay their rent, uh, but also you know providing a service that I have for my community in the last three years um, to keep them healthy. So, what are you doing to assure to ensure not only your customers' safety but your staff and your and your safety? Right. So. For us, you know, this is a family business. Everybody who works here is like our family. So even before the governor announced everything on how businesses should be operating, we already took all of our seating away. So we don't have any grabbing. We only have grab and go. So no one can sit in the space. Um, we're doing DoorDash and Grubhub now. We're doing touchless payment. Um, we also uh, have our menus online, so you can actually go order, pay, and pick up curbside. So we're doing everything we can do, not just to protect our customers, but also to protect ourselves, to protect our staff, uh, to make sure everyone is keeping up with their immunity. You're constantly trying to hammer home to your customers, I presume, just the importance of staying healthy and, and it's maintaining that health, eating the right foods. Now that we're in the middle of a health crisis, quite literally, has your messaging changed? Have you made it more specific to what's going on at the time? No, I think, you know, we have been saying this since the day we opened. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people come to us and say, oh, it's a fad, people are becoming plant-based, but it really isn't. People have more knowledge of the supply and chain and what's going on in your food and what you're putting into your mouth and how it affects your health. So we've been saying this since day one, uh, and we continue to bring that message to our customers. And people who come through our door know that, and that's why uh, they continue continue to come in and support us, which you know has been amazing uh, to have that community behind us to support us, to support our staff, and uh, keep us going one more day. So I know there's no um, special juice that you can drink to prevent this particular virus, but in general, what would you tell people they should be ingesting to stay healthy? Yeah, so immunity shots, very important. Um, I like that. Yeah, we actually do um, cold press shots of ginger, lemon, wheatgrass, uh, 
we serve a lieu of supplements from black seed oil. Which so what exactly, I mean, I, I hear the ingredients and I recognize the names, but like what exactly are they doing for me? Everything, they're boosting your immunity, they're keeping you healthy. You know, there is no magic pill, it's eating right. And I keep telling people, this isn't a vacation, this isn't loading on carbs and unhealthy food. This is the time to actually stay within your routines and making sure that you're you're moving, you're eating right, and you're staying healthy. So hard, Sadia. <laughs> I know. Need your help. I but mean, it's so easy. Now I'm working from home and I'm eating non-stop and I'm eating crap. Right. <laughs> like, what do I, I do? Help me out. I think a lot of us are having that problem. And I think the most important thing is routine, right? The first thing is get out of bed on time. And then secondly, everything you eat, you should always ask yourself, is this nourishing me? And in a time like this, you have to, um, because this is real. And, you know, all of the implications it's having on our communities is real. And uh, we want to be mindful of that. So mindful of everything that goes into our body and the way we move as well. I know it sounds simple, and it really is. No, it's not <laughs> simple. It's very hard. I mean, I wish it was simple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you think it's simple. Yeah. Um, so what are your customers telling you when they come in? What are, what are some of the stories that they're sharing? Well, you know, we are, um, I think a lot of people are happy that we're here because we are probably one of the only plant-based place open right now, I think. So primarily we function completely in plant-based, vegan uh, food, uh, you know, foods that nourishes your body. So our wellness shots have been very, very popular. Um, a lot of our customers are just happy to see us being here to help them because a lot of them are still working and uh, they need to eat, they need to drink um, and stay healthy. So in addition to the shots, what kind of food are we talking about? So we do plant-based salads. Everything is um, made in-house here. We do things like buffalo salads, buffalo cauliflower salads. We do Thai dragon salads. We do wraps. We do things like chia seeds, uh, overnight oats that are all raw and vegan. Um, we also have the best balls in town. People say we have the best energy balls in town. And they are they're really good. They're just a burst of like fat and energy. You make them um, yourself or are you? Yeah, we make, we make everything ourselves. Um, we also have a full espresso bar. So we do do local coffee, but we do superfood lattes. So we do lattes like beetroot lattes, uh, turmeric lattes, E3 live algae, spirulina lattes. All of these are great for boosting your immune system. Really, we're trying our best to make this process as seamless as possible if you choose to come out of the house. I was going to ask you about that. Being a small business owner is difficult. Being yes. a small business owner in the city of Richmond is extra difficult. Right. What is it like being a small business owner in the city of Richmond during a global pandemic? Uh, very stressful, I would say. And this is why I'm able to understand the position our customers are in and the position our employees are in. Uh, because I feel the stress myself and, uh, you know, the, the fact that I still have a few people coming in and supporting us and we're able to be open does relieve a little bit of stress. But, you know, at this point, the only reason I'm here is to support my staff and to support our community. 
these are the only two reasons um, that we continue to be open. And uh, anyone who knows me knows how important this health and wellness message is for me and how important it is to make sure we're keeping up with our health. And uh, I think, I know the governor said all essential, non-essential businesses uh, should be closing and there's some restrictions in restaurants, but I generally think of us as a very essential business at this time. Any final message you have for the people of Richmond, your, your customers who you might not have seen for the last couple, couple of weeks? Yeah, I just want to let everybody know we are still here. We're open nine to five week, weekdays and uh, 10 to five on the weekend. So we're here seven days a week for now. Uh, we're doing everything possible from touchless payment to online ordering www.sadiasjuicebox.com. We're on Instagram. We're posting every day. We're really using social media to get our message out, let customers know we're here. So I understand what situation everyone's in. Uh, if you can support, please do. We're still here um, operating for you and for everyone in our community. Beautiful. Thank you for taking the time, Ms. Roy, to chat. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Thank you so much for doing this. We brought you guys four stories of people who are trying to make it. Unfortunately, we have some some news of people who will resume their businesses once we get through all this. So if you listened to Donnie Glass last week of Grisette, he is decided to cease operations for the foreseeable future. ZZQ has gone dark for also the foreseeable future. I already miss the smell of brisket and it's only been a day. We have all of Richmond Restaurant Group who has decided to go dark as well. That's the Daily and then the Daily um, in the West, the West Coast Provisions, East Coast Provisions, that team. Okay, right. Yep. You also have Lunch and Supper that has decided to stop serving. It's interesting because I interviewed somebody from that group the day before the announcement and there was no indication during the, that interview that that was in the cards. In fact, we were talking about how quickly they they pivoted because they didn't have any sort of takeout or delivery mechanism in place. And uh, and she was like hopeful. And then the next day that announcement came. So I was kind of taken. I mean, obviously there aren't really too many big surprises right now. Right. Uh, it's so difficult, but I was a little surprised uh, that it was so quickly after, after we had uh, talked about it. So let's just say, God, this, my heart just palpitates just thinking about it. Let's just say that someone orders to go that's either delivered and or um, you have curbside picked it up and then that individual who orders the food through no fault of the restaurant then ends up being diagnosed with yeah. well, I mean, it's gonna ha I mean it's probably already happened and it's gonna happen sure but <laughs> I, I restaurants are just I mean that's their probably their biggest fear of course it is but like it's one of the things that I struggle with as like you know, in my day job, like every day we're hearing from all of these businesses where somebody in the business tested positive. And at what point is it no longer like breaking news that someone from Kroger tested positive or someone from you know, the Coca-Cola packaging uh, plant in Sandston tested positive? Because I'm not going to say everyone is going to test positive, but like it's out there in the community. So to think right. that a restaurant isn't going to have somebody affected or a grocery store isn't going to have somebody affected or a university or whatever like it's 
it's going to be every genre of business. It's going to be every neighborhood. It's going to be, I'm not trying to sound like doom and gloom. That's just the reality. No, but it's pervasive. So the, th the whole thing, you're totally right. So at what point is it less, like at what point do we stop saying like it was found here? Like when is that, like I'm, I'm, I'm asking you as a news consumer, I have a, obviously a slanted view of things. Like, do you want to hear every single company that puts out a statement saying one of their employees has it and now they're practicing social distancing at their jobs? I mean. No, I actually think that the, I, I don't know what the right thing is, Scott. Like I, I like being aware of the fact that it is so pervasive. So I, I specifically for me can try and take the best measures I can to be the human that doesn't accidentally spread it places. Right. But I don't know. Like, I think that like the bigger things are how to be safe. Um, what you should do at home if you do think that you have it. Like, I think those are the more helpful. I mean, even like I was I almost, and this is terrible to say, but I almost wish a restaurant would do like a chicken soup with turmeric and like, or like maybe some sort of like vitamin C pack, you know, like that type of thing, just in case there are people that are like right there on the edge. Um, I, I mean, like, if you're at home and you're, you have bronchitis, but you might think it's something like this, oh. I feel like those would be translatable uh, things that are needed. Are, news, are you, you can, news you can use, basically. Yeah. Food you can yeah, yeah. use. Yeah. Are your, is your anxiety level coming down at all? Or are you still pretty high? Still pretty high. She's no, shaking I mean, head, folks. <laughs> I have, like, I worry, so, like, I, I don't, you probably have the same thing. I mean, my father is older my mom is older they are in a small town where like grocery delivery is not a thing right and i and i worry every single evening yeah most of the day and then like you know my siblings have small children cabal my what that's my older of my two younger sisters just in case people don't know i mean she's the, one of the hr directors of amazon in New Jersey. Yeah. And like, she, I'm terrified for her. I mean, just terrified for her and her family. Short answer, no. My anxiety is like at the, that like here all the time. Like above my, like my heart's on fire. How's yours? Again, I would, I always bring it back to my job, but I think to my job, it's kind of trained me to compartmentalize things, which is good sometimes and really terrible other times. I'm able to pretty much block it out for hours on end. And then comes the time when it, you aren't able to block it out anymore. And you have to, you know, deal with your feelings and deal with your emotions and cry or laugh or laugh while Drink. crying. Drink. You know what's been really great for me? Um, and you're going to roll your eyes. So prepare your eyes to roll. But every Tuesday night, my favorite rock band, Fish, has been doing Can't even handle you right now has been doing this thing called dinner in a movie every tuesday night well the past two tuesday nights and this tomorrow will be the third tuesday one of the band members is sharing a recipe uh, with the fan base and they're playing a oh, it's trey with the good hair trey with the good hair that's right uh, he was the first week anyway what was his recipe all right so the very first one they did trey did a uh, vegetarian chili the reason why I'm bringing this up is because every Tuesday night, it's a nice, relaxing thing that you can do. Sit down, 
and watch one of these concerts and like all the fish fans from around the country are doing it and we're all chatting on social media the various platforms and it's nice it's anxiety reducing how about that that's what i'm trying to say well this vegetarian i just i just you know i just pulled up their vegetarian chili recipe but the recipe looks pretty tasty I can tell you something I do know from looking at this recipe uh-huh. is those fish people do not shy away from spice. <laughs> There's a whole jalapeno in this thing, along with two tablespoons of chili powder. I mean, that's a, that's a, I, I like a little bit more chili powder in my um chili, but I also like my head to be ablaze. All right, so which musician or actor would you want to have dinner and a movie with on Tuesday night while, while I'm watching fish who would you want to be with and what would you want to eat with that person um I think that I would like to have I would have Matthew McConaughey over for a steak all right all right all right it's exactly what I would want him to say about my steak cooking I just think that he's an interesting human yeah he's ugly yeah, he's fit. you're right. He's not very good to look at. And then I'm a huge fan of Matt Bomer. I'm not sure who that is. Help me out. A very attractive gay male who is was on. He was just recently on Will and Grace as Will's getting ready to be married to him. And then speaking of Will and Grace, those are my other two. Is I would like Megan Mullally and her husband to come over because I feel like then it would turn into a Broadway show. A real husband. Like her, yes, her real husband, yes. The guy from uh, yes. Wreck. Yes. So funny. Yes, yes, yes. So there you go. But I don't know what any of them eat. But I feel like Matt McConaughey loves himself a rare piece of beef. You hear that, Matt? <laughs> Ruby lives off of. Well, I won't say it on the podcast. Ruby lives in Richmond, Virginia. So you get your butt on a plane and get over here. I will. I will in Richmond this summer because he's a Redskins fan. Yep. And the Redskins train, I think, still in Richmond. And if there is football this summer, I can see this happening. He can can come up, we can have him over for dinner. There's not going to be football this summer, Ruby. I know, but he could, co- he could pop in. We could virtually dinner with him. All right. I think, you should, I think you should officially invite him right now and then sign out the podcast. Manifestation. Matt McConaughey. Do you think he likes being called Matt or Matthew? I probably should say his whole name just in case. Matthew McConaughey over for dinner. We don't have to cook steak, but I will. When it, when is the Redskins training camp supposed to be back? It's like July usually. So when Redskins training comes back, we can get you nice. I promise you, Matthew McConaughey, that we can help you get nice <laughs> spaces at the training camp. Also cook you dinner. Scott Wise will be there. I'll be here and we'll have steak. And that's the end of Edith, Virginia. Nobody listens this far, so he probably will never, ever hear it. See you next week, Roby. Bye. This episode of Edith, Virginia. Edith, Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Edith, Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.